Last God Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. Hey, welcome to season three. We did it. <laughs> I cannot believe that there's a thing. I know. I know. I'm so, I'm so excited for us. We, we're seeing it through. We are. We've been doing this, what, since 2019? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even our COVID project. It's it's our- no, I know we were pre-COVID. We were pre-podcast before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we in this third season, we're going to be covering the Welsh gods. Now, uh, I I gathered whoa, whoa, I gathered a little bit of uh, information about where our sources are really coming from. Uh, there isn't a ton of sources. Of course uh, not. <laughs> might be surprised to learn. But it's, de- well, I mean, some stuff is oral tradition, but uh, I'm going to go ahead out on a limb and say, based on just my personal life experience in like gathering of knowledge, I didn't look this up at all. Um, but I'm going to go and say the snakes. <coughs> um, the snakes. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know that. And chased out is more like burnt down. Well, you know, history is always written by the winners. So <laughs> so not a lot of stuff uh, hanging out. We're going with the Mabinogian, which is uh, the earliest Welsh prose stories. Um, to be fair, the Mabinogian was also written by priests. That's so true. So they're... There is some misogyny that we can cover in the stories. Um, there's definitely some things that they've thrown in the stories that don't really gel with what people's lifestyles were back then. Mm-hmm. So um, they're, you know, they're a little bit big on blaming females. In this, well, in the God I'm covering today, there's a little bit of... Um, We'll call it taken advantage of for the time being. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, these are uh, based on two manuscripts that were created in the 1300s and 1400s. Uh, so that is, that's high time Christian time. So uh, I think all these gods wind up being kings in the stories, particularly when you get to um, history of the kings of Britain. Since yes. they're all, hi, buddy. It's, it's Snibbles time, everyone. If we ever do put this on YouTube, which I'm afraid of the comment section, uh, of course. <laughs> we get, we get it's like, not the comment I, mean, I hope you're not coming to us for like, oh, cats. I hope that nobody's coming to us for like the facts in so far as like whatever we just tell you. You're like, well, I heard it on a podcast, so I'm going to cite you at the bottom of my paper. Don't do that. I mean, please do. Please do. I, you know, but uh, we are not claiming to be scholars. We are not claiming to have any degrees in any of this stuff. So that's what YouTube scares me because, like, for a college. I love the game. I did a, a five minute, it was five minutes long, a five minute video about the five points of New York. And it was freezing a little slideshow. You're freezing up. Well, you're freezing up. Uh, let me see what, what Wi-Fi I'm on. Nope, I'm on the good one. I got all bars and everything. It's all recording well, though. Me too. Uh, okay. Because it, 
side records its own side. Um, hmm. Oh, so five minutes on the five points of New York. And to this day, this was like 12, 13 years ago. To this day, I still get comments where they're like, you know, technically. And I'm like, you know, technically it's five minutes long and not the entire length and breadth history of the five points of New York, right? Like it was a, right. a dumb little- Do your own goddamn research. How about that? Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, uh, Al Capone. I was like, if you say one more thing, I'll kill you. <laughs> so like, that's what, that's what worries me about putting anything on YouTube is that somebody's going to be in the comments and they'll be like, you know, there's no historical evidence for you saying- <laughs> like Loki was a big piece of shit or whatever. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Loki was a big piece of shit. Yeah. How about, how do you like that? And, and he, he damn won. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Revenge has been gotten after all this time. <laughs> it's been brought in. <laughs> Spoilers. everyone. <laughs> okay. So, uh, there's a classic hero quest in the Mabinogi. And so the way we're going to break down these gods is where they place themselves in the Mabinogi and in the stories. Um, or where they place themselves in the history of Kings of Britain. So there's more people, more gods and goddesses in the Mabinogi than there are in uh, the legends of King Arthur. Uh, but we'll, we'll reference both and, and, Factor that into our grading system. Um, there are four branches in the Book of the Mabinogian. Uh, branches of the Mabinogi. And I'm not even going to try and say it in Welsh, so you can't make me do it. No. And I thought Eastern Europe had a lot of consonants in a row. This is outrageous. <laughs> um, there's... Uh, Poil... Pendwig David. My favorite. David. Yep. David. David. <laughs> uh, and that's the story of uh, Pride Rhee's parents, his birth, loss, and recovery. Branwen French Liar. Lear. <laughs> it's about. I it's kind of like you said Brandon the French liar. <laughs> it's Brandon the French liar, and it's about Brandon's marriage to the King of Ireland. Mana Wyden Fablier has Pedri from Chapter 1 return. So what is this? This is like uh, Star Wars? Is that what we got here? Yes. <laughs> and then Math Fab Methwani uh, is mostly... He is like all of book four. And that's who we're covering today. Oh. Oh, we got big bad math coming. Wow. Uh, Starting uh, off the game. Right? The Mabinogian inspired J.J. J.R.R. Tolkien for his book, The Similarian. Similarian. Do you know? Do you know about it? No? Good stuff. No. <laughs> Silmar Elion Silmar I don't fucking care I don't like J I don't like J.R.R. Tolkien you can all fight me fuck Lord of the Rings that's what I think of that and whatever book that is related to in it of course 
No, thank you. I'm sure it's very wordy and annoying. I knew how to pronounce it earlier today, and now I've forgotten. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sure people, our listeners are used to it. <laughs> uh, the other book is The History of the Kings of Britain by Geoffrey of Monmouth in 1136. And it's there's other stories. There's, like, other kings and stuff. I, it's the big hit, King Arthur, of course, and Merlin and all those guys. That's pretty cool. But that's not to, like, the end of the book. I didn't I, know that. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Arthur was kind of like the heralding of Christianity taking over. Um, could be. I'm not sure. Me neither. I saw that there were like twelve books in it, like twelve chapters, and Arthur doesn't get involved until like ten. And before wow. that, it was like all fighting Julius Caesar and like what that's like and the invasion of Britain from the Romans and those kings and what those guys got up to. And I was like, oh. There's a lot more here than, I guess at the end he he threw in a bit of uh, salacious romance and then was like, oh, isn't that nice? And then magic. I don't know. Maybe there is magic in the Julius Caesar side, but it just sounds pretty regular. <laughs> Until you get to King Arthur. Um, hmm. Jeffrey's account can be seen wildly, is wildly inaccurate. <laughs> Well, let's just tell people to take it with a grain of salt, and we're doing the best we can. That's true. Although everybody knows that, like that's why it's the legend of King Arthur, and not and right. It's a legend. The first king of Britain is Alfred the Great, and not King Arthur. Is it? You know, it starts in nine hundred, not four hundred. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, true believers. Um. There's no saying that he wasn't there, though. You know, who knows? Yeah. They didn't think Troy was there until, like, one guy was like, I'm going to dig it up. And they were like, you're an idiot. And he was like, bitch, I dug it up. <laughs> He's done, done, done. And they were like, well. Damn it. That mud on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you're like old-timey scholars. <laughs> and their monocles <laughs> fell right out. It was old white men. Yeah. Ripping fingers off of mummies or whatever and being like, oops. Hey. I guess that's how he died. Anyway, it definitely wasn't for me dropping it. <laughs> okay, so that's where our, our stories are coming from. Uh, they are magical. So, like, when, I guess, when, when it gets transcribed, uh, a lot of gods and goddesses wind up being kings and queens or different kinds of fairy folk. And that, and like, um, that kind of, like, is that how Christians like justify all this, all the gods? Well, it was my stuff? understanding, it was my understanding that, and this is based on other teachings that we've examined, but it was my understanding that they were gods and goddesses in their own realms. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a different family tree, like the Irish ones. Yeah. So I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure if it's where, like, how the Greeks had the demigods, you know what mm. I mean? Because they do seem to interact a lot, I guess, if they're interacting with humans. But, okay, so we've read we've read the fourth chapter of the, the Mabino game. Yeah. It is 100%, it is 100% acting as if that is its own realm. Um, the magic that happens in that story, nobody thinks is odd. Um, yeah. There isn't anybody who doesn't have some sort of magic. 
every single every single thing that happens in the story is almost told as matter of factly. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go with they're not interacting with he- like humans. Right. Yeah. I don't think so. I think this is an a pre not pre human but maybe pre human situation. Right. Or maybe they they maybe they. They can't be human because they have all this magic, but like if it's an extra dimensional realm that they live in that lays over That's what I'm saying. Whales, then like the people would they would pray to them and stuff like that, but they wouldn't necessarily interact. Like the way the Egyptians don't interact. Right. And maybe when Arthur comes along is when they're interacting with humans. Because you know, by the time the Arthur story comes around they still kind of accept magic as matter of fact. Yeah. But it's not as, I mean, like you've got only got Merlin who has it or Morgan Le Fay who has it. Whereas in the Mabinogian, you know, the branches of the Mabinogian, it's definitely just a given. Yeah. Everybody just be up to magic. Right. Right. Like I know there's a story in there about, you know, some fairy horses and like, he's like, oh, I'll just build a stable with some iron or something. And it was like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> They're like, yeah, man, sounds good. Right. Right. The Why didn't you already have that? The more gods we look into, the more I realize that maybe like Greek and Roman gods were like in just by themselves. They're the only gods that are like on the day to day, like fucking around fucking people being like hey i've got a free tip for you that you didn't ask for yeah (laughs) i mean even the norse mythology that we just did i would say that the highest interaction with humans was when um women ended up becoming valkyries for odin yeah other than that there wasn't cases of gods falling in love gods having sex with humans um, or any of that stuff. I, I, I think that they lived in their own realm and occasionally somebody got through. Yeah. That's so yeah. wild. Anyway. Sorry. This little up toppage taken care of. Um, <laughs> are you ready to talk about math? Math one. Yes. Let's hope that I'm saying that right. I'm not. Well, we're, we're just going to go with it. Own it. <laughs> So, um, there's, like I said, there's not a ton of like background information that you get, um, about him and about who, uh, who he is, uh, like his, so you can, you can get his father. So I changed one of our, our topics from like family lore, cause there really isn't any to prominence, like how prominent they are in these stories. Okay. Um, <clears throat> He uh, is king of Gwynedd, which is just a realm in Wales. <laughs> Who need, um, let's see, that's a, math is the story, the, it's the fourth branch of the Mabinogian. Um, math father was Methuani, which there is no information about, it just... On the family tree, it'll be just um, him, Mathwani, just top dog, and then Math himself and his sister Don, and that's it. That's all you're getting out of that. 
great. <laughs> Yay. Uh, he was uh, considered to be the, like, the best at magic, so he was the god of magic. Um, mystic arts of math appear to have descended to him from his father. It was asserted that when his wand grows in the wood, more luxuriant fruit will be seen on the banks of the river, the specter waters. And that's it. That's that's all there is to say about before you get into his notoriety, which is the stories um, that he's really known for. Uh, I, I put down all of his, um, his stories, but... Uh, the story, he's involved with the story of Lou and uh, Bloodwith, and I'm not, I don't think I should, he's like involved, but he's not like that involved. I mean, he's pretty hilarious and great in it, but I think that's more Lou and Bloodwith's story. I would say, yeah, he's not the main character. Yeah. Like co-starring Math and Arian Rod, honestly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting best supporting actor in that story. Right. Uh, so the one that he's really, really known for is that he had to have his feet held uh, by a maiden. And her name was Gowen. And his nephew, because his sister, Don, had all the kids and he had none of the kids. Like, he has no kids. Um, Gowen is Matt's footholder and his nephew, Galath. Gallifrey, Gallifrey, uh, was obsessed with her and was like, I'm so in love with her. And Math noticed. He was like, wow, you look gross. <laughs> and he was like, hey, thanks. I don't want to bring it up, but uh, I love your footholder. And he's like, well, that's unfortunate, isn't it? Because that's good footholder. Uh, Gwydion is Gallifrey's brother, and he made a plan. Uh, to, to like, because like Math could let go of the footholder situation if there's like a war on or something right. like that. This is Michael and he's coming home around. I'm going to be so pissed. I had to get a substitute phone. My phone was all broken. It was horrible. Anyways, the footholder. Uh, it's not as bad. Um, so if there's a war on, he can you know, like get up and go fight the war and not have his feet held and it'll be okay. He won't die. Um, so Gwydion told Math that there was a new animal in Wales called pigs, and he could get them from the owner, uh, Piedri of Dyfed. And, and they were disguised as bards to gain audience with Piedri. So they were going to go over there and like get these good pigs. Uh, so that act will start a war for them with which is not great. So then they had to come back. What? There's a moron over pigs or whatever. We don't know how it happened. Uh, so Math uh, went to battle, and Galfway stayed behind and uh, raped Gowen. Was like, "Oh, are you interested in me?" And she's like, "Not especially." And he's like, "Well, that's too bad because I'm interested in you." Uh, so after the war, Math comes home, and Gowen and like. There was no, like, shame there about it. Like, he came yeah. home and he was like, where's my foot maiden? And she walked in and she was like, I will have you know. 
<laughs> like everybody in the castle. And I swear to God, in the story, it says it in more poetry than wh- how I tell it. Uh, she's like, just so you know, he raped me. And if you think the whole palace didn't hear it, you're wrong because I put up a fight and he still did it. So you deal with this. Can't hold your feet and you can blame your nephew for it. And Beth was like, wow, that's really fucked up. Uh, tell you what, I will marry you, give you some lands. And she's like, good. And he's like, I'm going to punish my nephews. And so he did. He magically turned them into uh, boars and sent them out for a year and a day to have kids. They had to like come back with um, children, like uh, as the as the animal they were sent out as. And then he came back and then they were like, well, now you're going out as deer. And they came back with deer. And then the, for the third year, went out as wolves, came back with pups. And he kept those children as his special children. His <laughs> special like, children. Okay. You're, you're forgiven. And, that, and th- it wasn't like a life sentence. Like after those three years, he was like, hey, so who should I get to hold my feet now? Right. Like, oh, you know who'd be pretty good? Uh, my sister, Arian Rod. Because the stories like roll into each other like that. And uh, Arian Rod's like, I'm the most maiden maiden that ever maiden. He's like, <laughs> like, you look slutty. Step over this. <laughs> and she stepped over a broom and two babies fell out of her. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then from that point in the story, really, it, it takes over as um, Lou's story. As Lou's story. So one of the kids that came out was Dylan, who jumped into the ocean and became the god of the ocean. So that's, oh, we'll save that for Arian Ron. And the other one was Lou, who they stuck in like a footlocker. Until somebody was like, what's that noise? Why is a baby crying out of a locker? And they were like, oh. <laughs> baby, what baby? And uh, Math, like, takes him to a wet nurse so he can be, like, raised a little bit. And then he takes over and is like, we're going to get you all Bob so good. I guess, fuck the other kid. He just jumped in the ocean and swam away? Yeah. Yeah, he just becomes, like, the best swimmer that ever jumped in the sea. And he was like, this is where I belong. See you later, guys. Yeah. So you're right. That is something that um, that they didn't question even for a second. They were like, yeah, that scans. Right. Like, this baby. First of all, the fact that he was able to turn them into the different animals. Yeah. Nobody blinked an eye. I mean, I do think it was pretty good punishment because, I, if I remember correctly, uh, they didn't get to choose who they mated with as animals. Oh, it had to be each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, nobody blinked an eye. Uh, the fact that um, Arian Rod stepped over a broom and two babies fell out. <laughs> she was like, how did this happen? Right. Like, Girl, just the tip counts, okay? I know. <laughs> and one of the babies was like, see you later. And the other one got stuck in a footlocker for a little while. And then like, they were like, maybe we should take care of this child. <laughs> They're like, what baby? They kicked it into a footlocker. I know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, they were able to survive. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the other baby just, like, jumped. It. That just cracks me up because I just think of, like, this baby was like, 
see ya, and just dived right into the water and flipped off away like a little dolphin. I can't imagine. That's, yeah, he was just like, well, I'm great at swimming. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, you knew pretty, pretty well. Uh, so that is his notoriety. He helps orchestrate a lot of stuff in Lou and Bled. He creates Bled with out of flowers. A thing, you know, you can do. Right. We all, we all, you know how we all do that. Yeah, I do it all the time. Oh, let me get a pen. Because we've got to get into scores and stuff. Oh, right. We're out of practice. Good God. Um, yeah. So he comes up with a very creative punishment for his nephews who deserve it all the way. He gets a couple of magical animals out of it. That's pretty great. I kind of would like to know why nobody in the castle stopped the rape. I know, right? Is it like, oh, somebody else will call the police. Like that whole... Like, or were they scared or, to cross math because it was his nephew? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they were like, she loves it. You know? <laughs> we're like, look at her. She's loving it. <laughs> this is the screams of joy. I guess. <laughs> now she's their queen, so I hope she got revenge on them. <laughs> how she stomped in there. I, I would wager to say she gave the death stare to a bunch of them. <laughs> Staff. She's like, don't think you're not getting fired. <laughs> You're so fucking fired. <laughs> Getting written up at a minimum. <laughs> uh, so what do you think of his notoriety? He's the whole, the whole fourth chapter's named after him. <laughs> well, that's not his notoriety. That's more his prominence. Um, I have a soft spot for math. Um, I do. I do. Uh, I mean, even though he's not associated with any horses or anything. Um, <laughs> well, one of those uh, stags is magic. Yeah, but is it a horse? It's horse adjacent. It has hooves. Um, I'm going to go with an eight. Okay. I went with a seven. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get full marks because he didn't punish the rest of the castle. So. <laughs> and the... Those crappy nephews he has just recommended a not virgin to him. Right. They're like, who do you think's good? They're like, what about Arianrod? Why would you suggest that? Be like, I don't know. Does she look original to you? (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous. All right. His, um, I wonder what music I'm going to pick to put in between the, uh, the categories. Oh, maybe it'll be like a little, like a little jig, like a tin whistle or something. I don't know. Anyway, prominence. Hmm. It's like not. Um, he's the whole fourth, uh, the name of the fourth chapter of the Mabinogian, so that's pretty heavy duty. He has no relation to the Arthurian legends. Hmm. Uh, it's the beginning, yeah. like... Like, you can't have any of this stuff without him. That's true. It, But it's all like, you know what's so funny? But he's like the god of math and prosperity. Yeah, you better believe you got beat up by a cat. <laughs> just a left hook right to your face. Um, yeah, she just like punched me in the face. Uh, uh, I'm going to give him a... 
his only kid is bled with and that he didn't like birth her. He like, didn't birth her, but math, math is responsible for, ow, um, why do you hate it when I start talking about deities? Um, Unless we're talking about best, she don't want to hear it. I guess not. So um, I'm going to give him a five. And, and it's really because like, you know, without him needing a new hand, a new foot maiden, Arian Rod wouldn't give. He's just like at the base of the stuff. You know what I mean? Right. I also gave him a five. Uh, I'm partial to him, but like, yeah, I guess it all kicks off with like handmaiden or foot. Yeah, maiden. we yeah. need him. His story is important because it kicks everything off. But, but yeah, none of those are his kids. They're his sister's kids. Right. Uh, Neo-pagan love. How are we worship worshiping him these days? So, uh, I should have mentioned it up top. For people who don't know, our cats today, honest to God, just, what a couple of bads. I know. I know. I've even been letting mine go outside, and she's still acting like it's not face. Jumping in and out of boxes. They're just going fucking bonkers. Um, so, in... In the modern practice of uh, witchcraft and Wicca and things like that, uh, overwhelmingly popular, I'd say, is Celtic deities. And that crosses between Irish and, and Welsh. Yes. Um, so when I say neo-pagan love, I mean, like, uh, what kind of worshipping is going on uh, these days? Because a lot of uh, Gardnerian is based on those kinds, I think. And um. I, yeah, and most most Celtic, most modern Wicca is, is traditionalist. Traditionalist, yeah. Although, I would say I would say that a lot of um, eclectic probably is as well. I mean, they're still yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. they're still doing Diana. I'm not sorry, not Diana. Um, uh, Rihanna and those those ones. So I would say I would say pretty prevalent, but I don't know. I don't know how how prevalent math is. Well, I do. Do you? Not at all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the gods really, in modern Wiccan practice, the gods really get the short stick. Uh, Which is all, unfortunate. It is unfortunate, because, like, if... So, the goddess of magic that, especially for eclectics, and, and even... Um, British traditionalist is Hecate. Everybody mm -hmm. goes after Hecate for the goddess of magic. But if that's the god of magic, why wouldn't you also like be like, hey, right. here's, here's a crust of bread or whatever. <laughs> but nothing. Not as much as you'd think. Um, and he's a pretty good god and he's pretty funny and he's pretty forgiving. He is and pretty forgiving. He's not really like being a jerk off. Um, there's something to be said about making blood with and in her story, she's, she has a autonomy of herself, but she's not viewed that way because she wasn't like born in the traditional way. So when she, she'll wind up acting out, um, as a result, which, I mean, you could make a very good parallel to like other, the other being sidelined in current times, like people who, don't match up to, I guess, societal expectations or like what is considered normal, even though nothing is normal. 
there is no normal to compare it to, but like, they're like, oh, this isn't right. And this should go away. And then those people are going to act out and you're going to get what you get. You get yeah. a rise up. You're going to get a rise up. <clears throat> so, uh, his score for Neo Pig and Love is going to be pretty low. I'm sorry to say. A three. Yeah. I gave him a two. Two because I love him. Uh, do I count? <laughs> <laughs> in pop culture, he uh, he's not in like video games or anything like that, but he is prominently featured in Dungeons and Dragons the Fifth Edition. Interesting. I know they went through all like the Celtic uh, pantheon, and that's who's like in those. And for what it's worth, he's neutral evil. Makes sense. I'm like, all right, I'll buy that. I, I take that for him. <laughs> D&D's having a little resurgence of popularity these days, so. It certainly is. It certainly is. So I'm going to give him a five for that. Since it's I'll give him a five as well. He's so sweet. That's so sweet. He deserves a lot, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm not saying that out of any particular bias. <laughs> Toward my guy. We're doing an ad. We're doing an ad. It's been so long. So his score is out of a... <clears throat> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> There's been like a frog in my throat for like six months. <laughs> really annoying. <laughs> so out of a 20... Goodness me. I, I'm still not good at calculator. Why? Out of a possible 80, he got a 40. Really? Yeah. Out of a possible 80? Okay. So that's not too bad. It's because the, he did really well on his notoriety and uh, his prominence. Uh, that's not bad for a first-time score. Norm, I feel like... In the beginning, we, we score like super low. <laughs> and then we just, we ramp up. <laughs> and we're like, come on. <laughs> Ooh, it's time, baby. It's time. <clears throat> so that is it for our guy, Math. Nice. It is. Um, oh, does he? Oh, we didn't even pick like, what do they get? Like a, oh, a yeah. What are they going to get? So let's see. First first season, they got uh, a throne. Yeah. Second season, they got a throne in Valhalla. Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to say it's a throne probably still since they're the I king. Mean, it's of the still planet. a throne, but where? I don't know. Out in the field. I want to give him a throne. The You're going to give Math a throne? I'm going to give Math a throne. Okay. He right. not magic. All right. He is getting a throne. We don't know where these thrones are going to be yet, but you know. You know, they could be anywhere. They are. I don't know. Right. We'll come up with some place. <laughs> we, will, we will put these thrones somewhere. Care podcast. They can have thrones in Camelot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Camelot. Oh, Matthew, you're in, buddy. I can't wait to see how you do in the 
So we'll, find we'll be like a year from now. <laughs> this one will go a little bit quicker. There aren't quite as many um, gods and goddesses to go through. Yeah. Sorry to report. But Sorry, it's going to be short season, guys. <laughs> uh, I know we just started the season, but I'm like, I wonder who we're going to do next. Just It'll be my turn next. It'll be my turn next. It'll probably be a goddess. I'll try to even it out. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, <clears throat> got anything you want to add or suggest or plug? Uh, I watched... Oh, I went to a preserve. That preserve I sent you the pictures of the turtle? Yeah. It's 10 minutes from my house. Turtles. And so it's right over the Taconi Bridge. And then you go back, like when you cross over that bridge and you see the beach down there, that's the preserve. I saw turkeys. I saw pheasants. I saw deer. I saw so many turtles. I saw frogs. So I will take you there when you come. Oh, I'd love to. You will like it there. My cat is trying to scratch the brick out of the wall. Nice. Nice. She will not succeed. No. Cat. Anyway, so I saw wildlife and that's, that's what happened. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, go hiking. I guess that's the the recommendation. Get out there. I mean, it, it was a meander, but sure. <laughs> I have a whole book about Long Island. It's called Long Island's Best Brambles. And it's like everything's like a mile, mile and a half, and that's it. Yeah. Well, we walked for about an hour and a half. Oh, that's great. Um, it was really nice. So, like, you're, you're in the woods, in the woods, in the woods, and then you can go down to the beach. It's actually really cool. <laughs> So, anyways, that was my plug. Um, I, you can list, uh, so I got like unceremoniously like chucked out of my old apartment. So it's been a while since I recorded, but we're going to get back to ZPM Stargate and go listen to that at zpmstargate.podbean.com. Um, things I've seen recently, nothing really like, uh, baseball, go out to a park, go watch a baseball game, go do it. Uh, thank you to Mike Giacino for our theme music. You can find this lovely podcast at lastgodstanding.podbean.com. You can leave us a five-star review in your app. Uh, we'd love to see it. It would be very sweet of you guys if you did that. And Daddy's been killing it on the socials on Instagram and TikTok. That's, uh... The link for TikTok will be down below. It's like Danny12345, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but Instagram is at lastgodpod. And that's that. Uh, Danny? Um, thanks to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Bye.